0: You're listening to Clock Radio speakers with Armand and Doc, and now Side B.
1: What else? Do, what else? Do, what other albums are interesting that probably aren't on your list, but you think are are worth talking about?
0: Um, do we want to talk about like just to get them out the way? Like, do we want to talk about the Baby or Megan Thee Stallion or I'm sure there was a lot of Lizzo in your house. You didn't have to go back and listen to that.
1: Yeah. So, um, the Baby's album was better than I remember. Actually, okay. Okay. Um, I'm still not like all the way in on him, but I see it. I see it clearer now. Okay. The rain is gone. All, <laughs> uh, uh, you can see all the obstacles in your way. That's right. <laughs> okay. Um, it. yeah, he, I, the album is good. Not great. Okay. It's, he definitely has a sound and he has a, he has a, he has a whole energy and I totally understand why some people are going to be into that. I, mm-hmm. I think I said this when we reviewed it the first time. I continue to think this way, even though I appreciate what he's doing, which is I kind of wonder what his next move is, yes, right, like you know, um big bang Buster rhymes, uh like after a while, he kind of pitching himself into a corner as like this is his, this is this this is what he does now, and like the baby's coming from the opposite way, and like I would just be i'm I'm super curious to know like does he have other kinds of songs, you know, because yeah. I'm not even this not even, I'm not even trying to be the old guy was like oh all the sounds songs sound the same like he has a definitive kind of style and sound um which is great but like I'm kind of curious to see if he can do other stuff because like if his next album just sounds like the same songs again I don't really like, know how that's gonna work yeah but the album wasn't bad okay right it was consistent which is actually a real this is a real problem I had this year this is what I realized right like there are a number of albums that I went back and listened to and I realized, you know what? These are just consistent. They're not, I, this, is, this is the difference, I think, between how you and I value uh, music. Whereas like, I put much more emphasis, I would much rather somebody have an album that is like half amazing songs and half trash, as opposed to 100% super consistent and good. I'd rather, mm-hmm. I'd rather, he, I'd rather them take the risk. And yeah. I know you appreciate a risk as well, but I think you value the consistency uh, yeah, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just think like you know like um, I think the Little Brother album's a good example of that, right? Like to me, it was consistent
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, um, it still doesn't work for me, like hundred yeah. percent. I think that the the nostalgia backfires in a, in a way. mm, interesting Be- yeah, because i'm I was such a, like in 2005, you couldn't tell me anything about Little Brother. Ninth yeah. Wonder made me want to make beats. Yeah, like, I, you know, and I, I think, um, I think part of it is I, I sort of reflexively reject the idea that you can have a little brother without Ninth Wonder, but I think that's because he was such a main, a big part of why I got into them in the first place. So like, that is definitely a problem for me. Um, but I think like, Man. they, the way I felt like they almost casually approached, is casual that a word? I feel like, look, if you're gonna drop the LB business. Uh, Ad lib on me. That beat better be phenomenal. Mm. And instead, it was fine. (laughs) Like that's the problem. Is like I the the, really what it boils down to is I think the Minstrel Show is actually just a phenomenal album. Mm. And so when you're gonna call do all these callbacks to this stuff, like it's not quite making a sequel and calling it like it's not like they called it the the Minstrel Show Two, but they almost might as well have. Mm. And it didn't sit well with me.
0: Okay. And on the flip side, that's my album of the year. Really? Yep. You think that's better? Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Better than what? Igor. Um, I enjoyed it more than Ego. Igor. Wow. Igor is better. Igor is better. Igor is better music, mm. but I enjoyed Little Brother more. And I think it goes back to that consistency. Yeah. Them. If... I think you kind of prove a point where I didn't realize I was moving away. You know, there was a there was an argument where, you know, there was like you can't praise Drake for hitting all these different spaces, but then praise Griselda for doing the same thing over and over again. It's like, yes, you can. (laughs) Yes, you can. Because I don't want Griselda. I don't want the the. Papoose, $1.5 million man doing uh, Scott Storch records with Snoop Dogg, you know, like we came from the era where you were a certain style and then you got money from the labels and the label had you do stuff that you didn't want to do. See, let me let me let
1: me let me push back on that. I think the whole point was the label pushed you to do things that were different and appealed to a a broader audience. And for some people. That was never going to work in Papoose is is one of the most infamous examples of all that. Absolutely. But there are other cases where it's like, oh, actually, hooking them up with this, in some cases, it changed their sound, it tweaked their sound. But in some cases, it was like, oh, this was the nitro they needed. So maybe I'd say a good example of
0: that is like a Wiz Khalifa. Sure. That's an interesting example. Yeah. Where he was making a certain type of music. And it's not that he went away from it. He did later on. (laughs) Once he once he got those uh, Fast and Furious checks, he was like, "I'll see you guys later." Um, I'm gonna make sad songs for soundtracks. Yes, but (laughs) a lot of money in sad songs for soundtracks. Um, You got to play something over those end credits, man. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Because there's a good chance that if it's a a a blockbuster, somebody's gonna die or leave. Right. Yeah. Um, But Wiz was still making, you know it wasn't so much of a stretch until it became a stretch. So I, I don't disagree with you. I don't think that that is a, ge- it's a general rule, but there are definitely exceptions to that rule that are very much pronounced. Oh, sure. Um, so I feel you, but I don't want West Side Gun to do a record with J- I don't want I don't want Benny to jump on the Yummy remix. <laughs> like, no, just keep doing what you're doing. So for Little Brother, I don't want Little Brother to get outside of their wheelhouse. I wanted, I wanted Fonte raps, and I wanted uh, a
1: better Big Poo, and I wanted callbacks. I got all three. Uh, I also think that sonically, it was as much a sequel to uh, Fonte's solo work as it was a sequel to, to, to The Little Brother Sound. Hot take. People,
0: Fonte and Pooh say that Ninth was being
1: controlling. Yeah. And that's because Fonte is also controlling look anytime generally speaking if someone says oh person x is controlling sure i'm sure that's true but like mm-hmm. who's also trying to you know who's trying to run the show how many right. like right it's like the phrase too many cooks in the kitchen it's like well yeah well that's like i say that phrase all the time there's too many cooks in the kitchen why do i say that because i want to be the cook in the kitchen so i understand that
0: yeah I agree. Um,
1: because i'll be honest like i went back and i listened to that rhapsody album and it's better than I remember. Hmm, okay. It's solid, it's consistent. It is, it is missing something to put it over the top. Like there isn't the one or two songs that you're just like, "Oh wow. OK. It's an album full of album cuts. Okay. And like I think yeah. they banked on that Jizza and D'Angelo song being the one that get people's attention. No Right. And instead I just hear it and get mad." Yes. It's a unnecessary flip. It's so unnecessary. It's unnecessary. But like, I the beats on there, I'd rather, like those, to me, the beats on there are largely just way better than the Little Brother beats. Mm. Some of them. Some of them. Yeah. I think, well,
0: yeah. Okay. Because I think Rhapsody's biggest problem is Rhapsody. You've said this before, but why do you say that? Because she has one, she has one gear. She She does have one gear. Um, and it's not a gear that lends itself to go long distance. Mm. You know, a, a, a sports car is great to ride around in but like I don't know if you want to be in that joint cross country.
1: Yeah, I get that. I think and right, I think I think that weakness kind of shows like the hooks aren't really killing it on that album. You know what I mean? Mm. But just in general, like I feel like she was I really feel like she was like a song or two away from like people really going, "Oh, okay." hmm. You know mm. we we, we kind of make fun some we used to make fun all the time the show of like the stereotypical oh gotta have the you know guys always used to have the oh i gotta have the song about the you know i gotta have the song for the ladies and i gotta have this single i gotta have that single and like yeah sometimes it really was kind of a stereotype and it really was funny but there was something to the idea of like the label coming through at the last minute and being like let's say money's no object what can we do to put this over the top a lot of the times bad decisions were made but sometimes it really is the, here's all the, okay, great. You've got this big body of solid stuff, but like, can I push you to do more? Right? Yeah. Can you can we get one last bit? Yeah. And when you don't have that, sometimes it goes missing. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Um, what was your favorite Griselda project this year? Uh,
0: Hitler wears Hermes 7. Mm. Yep. Followed by uh fourth rope. I liked Conway's. I like Conway's actually. He had one
1: song on his that I really liked, no I two. Felt, I felt like his was actually, so I felt like um, I feel like here's where I'm at with Griselda. I feel like um uh Conway is possible. like his album his project was possibly the most consistent to me Mhm um I feel like Benny had some highs for sure, yeah, and I feel like West Side is always like it's either great or it's no, yeah, um, yeah. And so you'd yeah. think I would want to reward uh, Westside for that. But like Griselda is definitely a group where it's more like, nah, give me a playlist. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Which is hard for me to judge because we're album guys, right? Like we like always have been. Yeah, but
0: I, I, to your point, I mean, anytime I go to the airport, I have a Griselda playlist that mm. I travel with. It's your, it's your travel playlist? Yes. <laughs> Planes yeah. taking oh, off
1: and all you hear is, like in your yeah okay
0: yeah um oh wait that's kendrick they do boom (laughs) boom boom my bad um oh side note those uh those headphones you recommended for me yes good stuff beautiful beautiful i heard nothing (laughs) (laughs) i heard nothing we we ended up sitting next to a small child oh man i heard nothing yeah yeah it was great it was great um yeah okay so i'm rolling um Benny, I, I said this. Like, I think I think Westside is the most entertaining. I think his highs are really high. Um, his he has the best ear for beats. Um, people can't get past his voice, but that his voice doesn't doesn't bother me at all. Um, I do think sometimes traditionally, and I think this is why I like Seven the most. Like his albums tend to be really top heavy, um, and the end just falls off a cliff. Mm. Um, but the the beat selection on on hitler seven is so good um and it's just west side doing west side like it's just him doing him um i think conway i think because of benny's resurgence i think conway is getting overlooked where originally conway was considered the lyricist of the group yeah um and we talked about that when we reviewed the the shingun album where conway was rapping with a super chip on his shoulder and i think he left that project as the the most notable but Benny's on such a high. It's like word association now. Yeah. He, yeah. Is, is kind, is kind the chic of the, of the group? I think, I think he's on his way there where at the beginning, he's better than both of them. But when they hit their apex, it's all about kissing styles. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Spot on. Spot on. Yep. Did you go back and listen
1: to the Boogie album?
0: (sighs) No, because I, again, I remember, not being I remember I had somebody I had a friend who was really hyping it up and it kind of ruined it for me. Mm. So I went in with sort of unrealistic expectations and I wasn't I was kind of underwhelmed. But I know a lot of people who really really anybody who listened to that album really really liked it. What what did you think when you listened back?
1: Really underappreciated um and underrated. I think um <sighs> one thing that really hurt him was you know, the problem with being signed to Shady is that, because he signed, right, he signed to Shady? Yeah. The problem being signed yeah, to Shady, signed Shady, Shady is that like an m M&M, and the M&M feature, it's not a, it's not a layup, this is my single, mm. you know, as opposed to almost any other boutique label that you can think of, right? Like, actually, who even has boutique labels in it? So, I'm trying to think of a good example. So, like, um, mm. so like, all right, here's an example. Like, you signed to OVO, oh, right? Yeah. Right. Like you assume you're like, if you get a Drake verse, you're going to probably try to figure out a way to make that a single for you. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You're not making, you know, an Eminem song over a street runner beat your single. Right. And so that put as a new artist that puts you in a weird position, but like, I think he's got talent. I think he's got a good ear for beats. Um, I feel like it came out at the beginning of the year and people kind of just like kind of came and went and people forgot about it, but I'm, I don't know. It was, um, it, it, it reminded me, it would have been the kind of project where like there was, when we were growing up, there would be times where like you would buy a CD and then like nothing else would come out for a while. So you just kind of had to like make something work mm-hmm. or you'd have like a whole batch of stuff that you bought, like at the end of the year, beginning, top of the year. And then you'd kind of wait and you'd be like, like, I feel like in an era that wasn't streaming where like, you know, you had this CD, you would, you would, it would find your way coming back to it because it just kind of rewards like repeat listens. I felt like. Mm, but okay. it's difficult to give albums that kind of chance nowadays. No pun intended. <laughs> right. Like the Solange album, right. Rewards repeat listens, right. Absolutely. Because of the way it's structured, but she's a big enough name that she's going to get, she's going to get more of a shot. But when you're a new artist, yeah. it's, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Um, that I felt like him and, uh, and YBN Corday were like out of the new, the, you know, sort of a new batch of artists, my favorites of the year. Okay. I really like YBN. He's, his album's good. Yeah. He can rap. He's got good beat select, like really good beat selection. Um, I, he's not all the way there yet. Um, but for me, yeah, those two, like if I'm making, if I'm really making a top 10 list, I think those albums kind of sneak in towards the, towards the back end of the list for me.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: Before we get to like our actual, like quote unquote favorites, um, anything, any other projects you want to talk about? Uh, did you go back and re-listen to Lost Tapes too? I, I listened to that uh,
0: about I listened to that when I was in in Florida Which thing? Um <laughs> Man It didn't age well Right It didn't age well and I really even the songs that I liked a lot I was just very uh, like nah on unfortunately I, I felt like it needed to be like a five track EP Oh five track EP Oh come on you think there's more than five? I think they just picked the wrong records. And I think that Al Jarreau record being the lead, like, killed
1: it. It was dead on arrival for yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Um, yeah. It's funny, like, truthfully, you want to talk about, like, an album that was really uh, the successor to what The Lost Tapes was? It's Care Package. Absolutely. Um, it, it Nothing really significantly new, but all your all the old favorites finally... In some cases, finally in like a mixed, like much better quality version than we really ever had before. Um, And like, I felt like, you know, we talked about Drake earlier. I felt like 2019 for Drake was really him trying to like, sort of like get his like catalog right. You Mm -hmm. know, like getting So Far Gone cleared, like releasing that on streaming services, getting, I mean, honestly, I think the only like major quote unquote like SoundCloud Lucy of Drake's that's now not on a streaming service would be Soldier Boy's We Made It Mm -hmm. but now between So Far Gone and between um uh between Care Package he's taking care of all that yep now we just need a Rick Ross Care Package
0: I mean it's a bunch of artists that could do that stuff like Diplomats that, that was the point to my to my tweet uh this morning like there's a lot of artists who have older music that just, it's dead. Mm. It it's, it's dead because it's, it's on that PIF or live mixtapes and nobody goes to those sites anymore for music, SoundCloud. And, and like, you have to figure out how to get that on streaming services. Even if you do as much as, you know, some artists can't afford to, to thug it out. Some can, some can just not clear any samples, just throw it on there and they'll be fine. Um, other artists can do not have that luxury because they will get sued. So I don't know, but unfortunately, it feels like a lot of that music is going to um, die, mm. be forgotten. You know, because a lot of those, a lot of those artists, or a lot of those people who were around in that era, you know, they they may not know how to grab that music, or they may just they may have it on like CDs, right? And they don't know how to you know put it on iTunes or rip it and put it on their phone or whatever. So I don't know.
1: Anything else you want to talk about before we get to our, our, our tops, our top albums? Uh, I feel like there's a bunch of stuff, but no, did you, not. uh, you, you mention uh, you mentioned, uh, Freddie Gibbs and Mad Libs project. Are are they on your list? They're not. Okay. Um, did you re-listen to it? Uh, I did. I listened to that a few weeks ago. What'd you think?
0: Um, I still don't like Freddie Gibbs. Hmm. I still don't. He, he's like Rhapsody, his style does not lend to extended listens. Um, I think that much is very clear on the push a T T record. Even the, the kill, even the killer Mike hook, like that's, I love that sample. But the minute I hear Gibbs, I'm immediately like I'm skipping and going to the hooks. I like the hook. Um, I just want the hook and Pusha's verse and that's it. I
1: just don't need to hear him rapping really fast about thugging. <laughs> he does like to rhyme thugging. Um, yeah. that's interesting. Uh, for me, the biggest problem with that project, which I... Th- when I went back and re-listened, I was like, I bet this is going to find its way onto my list. I didn't. And the problem is largely Madlib, which is amazing to me. Mm-hmm. The There are some high points, for sure. There are some beats where I'm like, yes, yes, okay. this is exactly what I want. But then there's some stuff where I'm just like, it, it didn't fit... It doesn't fit Freddy. I kept waiting for like MF Doom to pop up. You know, um... I know Madlib has a certain aesthetic, but I've heard better. Mm. A lot of these Madlib beats, I was like, Madlib, I've heard you do this before. Mm. I've just heard it done better. So, wow. Sorry, Madlib, that's rough. Wow. Um, so let's let's talk about let's talk about our favorite albums. Okay. Um, do you want to start with? Where, how do you want to do this?
0: We well, just go back and forth because I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. But we've already talked. No, I have six and we've already talked about two of them. What do we talk about? We've already talked about Solange and we've already talked about uh, Hitler Where's Our Man 7. We didn't really
1: dive too deep in the Solange. Okay, we can talk about it again. Solange, this, is my, this was my second favorite album of the year. Nice, okay. It's really, it's, and yet all the things I said before about like, I kind of, I know she can do more traditionally structured, more pop structured songs and I kind of wish there was one or two songs here to round it out. Mm-hmm. But what's here is really good. Mm. It's really, I mean, it's good. It's catchy. It worms its way into your head. It, re- it rewards repeat listens. And it was useful coming back and listening now. Um, it is kind of like, to me, it's a like a little bit colder weather drive around in the car music. Mm-hmm. So yeah. why is it on your list?
0: Um, I think we just weren't, I think we just weren't ready for, we weren't ready. Streets weren't ready.
1: <laughs> the, um,
0: they're not ready. No. Um what was what was the 50 Cent song? Oh, that was 50 Cent and Sean Paul. Remember that they not ready. No. 50 Cent Sean Paul. I, so the minute I play it, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, that, because Red Spider did it.
1: Red Spider.
0: I know. <laughs> oh my God.
1: Yeah. 50 Cent oh God. <laughs> this is the sound of 2004.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, that's so bad. Even not having a good mix on that is like, you just hear those, those mixtape mixes, but have mercy. Anyway. Um, yeah, I just, I don't, I think that, I think, I just think we weren't ready. Um, a lot of people, myself included, we were waiting on a seat at the table part two. Yeah. And a seat seat at the table, it is not, um, a seat at the table was this like emphatic statement album in a time where statements needed to be made um and this is just like it's almost like being okay with yourself i'd say like mm. just being just being okay with this is who i am and this is what i felt like creating um it just felt like she was more like content doing it as opposed to trying to follow up a seat at the table she just wanted to do she wanted to get away from that as much as possible and i think that turned a lot of people off but Go back and listen to that album. And I believe I said that a few episodes ago. Like, yeah, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. That album's really, really dope. I don't have a, I don't necessarily have a, like an order. I think I just yeah. have like my one, maybe my one, two, and three. I could probably name them off, but it's not top three, but it's up there. Yeah, I enjoyed it for sure. So
1: you talked about your, your top one album of the year, right? Uh-huh. Which is Little Brother. Yep. Um, we talked about that a bit already, but is there, was there, so for you, it was the right mix of nostalgia and updated. Uh, sound and like it just it hit all the marks for
0: you. Yeah. And Little Brothers one of my favorite rap groups ever how people feel about Tribe and even Outkast though I grew up on them like that's just how I feel about Little Brother. They so define a, a very pivotal time in my life for me. Fonte especially mm. Um, that yeah it was just everything I needed. I just love the fact that they got back together and they made music and that it was good and Big Pooh was better like I just, yeah, I just loved everything about, we talk, we've always talked about moments on this show. This 100% was a moment and I think they succeeded in creating one. So yeah, my number one, for sure. Easy.
1: Is Jesus is King in your list?
0: Yes. High, low? uh, It's third. Third. It's third. Yep. I struggled with where to put
1: that project. Interesting. You, you alluded to this a few weeks ago. I don't really find myself wanting to go back and listen to it. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, it's really actually like, at least for me, for the songs that I'm going to care to listen to, Mm -hmm. it's pretty, it's really short. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, cause let let me, let me pull the track listen here. So like, I'm, you know, I'm not really listening to the intro. Okay. I'm, I'm not really listening. Like hands on is not my jam. (laughs) Okay. You know, and it's only 27 minutes. It's very short. So once you start to strip those out, it it gets, let's just say, there's a lot of weight on this album. Like really, it's funny. There's a ton of weight on this album on two songs that I think if they turn out slightly differently, then I might feel even better about this album. Okay. I feel what? like, I feel like Use This Gospel was a moment, mm-hmm. but- there's no replay value on those verses for me. Mm. You don't want to, like, you don't want them to give you uh give you rave talk. Rave, yeah. I give you faith talk. Yeah, <laughs> it's, the, it's the way he delivers that. <laughs> I, when I think of Ka- like Kanye, he has a history of really in his past. He has gotten fantastic guest verses out of people mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. He's gotten amazing push verses on his projects before. Uh um um uh, uh da, 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 what's it called? Runaway. I mean I mean Runaway. I mean, the rapping on um so appalled is mm-hmm. like ridiculous.
0: Yeah, that was that was for sure a uh a moment. Jay on so appalled is so good. Yeah, that was a moment. I feel like I I feel like maybe just maybe just be like in the moment, but I really feel like what Psy High was doing for Kanye. Mm. was really pushing a lot of people like okay i have to
1: rap good right 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 um because it's it's like if the verses were to me if the verses were better on use this gospel like all the other kanye elements are really there for me and what i mean by that is like his ability to like you know he's he's got that melody that he's that he's humming which is really catchy and then you can feel like the production building it up and then they, they, they do that hard cut to the Kenny G solo which catches you off guard like it's so uniquely Kanye in so many ways but like sometimes at the end of the day I, I kind of want the rapping to really like be something you know sure and I don't get that from this and then honestly um, On God is just not really there for me as a mm-hmm. song mm-hmm. and so like you start to look at this and it's like okay like Selah is like a real moment Mm -hmm. Right. Like that is a intense, like really well done song. Follow God. That is to me such a like a a perfect example of what I was talking about before, where it's like he basically had a beat and an idea. Mm -hmm. And like you couldn't. There's nothing more there.
0: That was that's a record that you finish. I I, agree. You got to finish Follow God. Yeah. The the beat carries that song. It's not. Of course it does. Yeah. It's not well written. The flow is cool, but it's not. It's not well written. Yeah, the
1: fl- the flow really. I mean, honestly, the fact that he has a good flow on it really like saves that song.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, but that's where you put the. Okay, so here you go. Do you do you put those do you put those clips verses there instead of use this gospel? Do you I mean, take do off I, use this gospel and just let Kanye anchor it and then let Kenny
1: G take it home? Why I mean, could could I get better verses on follow God? <laughs>
0: Do you, do you do, do you pull a chance and put the same artist on two records? I mean, Aunt Clemens is all over the place. Sure. Sure. But he's more like Magoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, no. Oh, God. He's like, oh, Magoo. No, 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 no. Don't let me discredit Aunt Clemens. He did some really good writing on that
1: song. Water's amazing. Everything we need is dope.
0: Like, no, no, no. I I, I, I can't do that. That's disrespectful.
1: Well, and then that, that so it's like, you, you know, Water's an interesting record. Like I, I'm still not quite clear, like the feel of this album in terms of like, cause like water is a warm, warm weather record to me, Mm. but a mutt, like he closed on Sunday, use this gospel. These are cold sounding records, Mm -hmm. even follow God. Like the way that sample, like the tone of that sample, it's, it's a little colder. Like I, I feel like this album kind of goes back and forth between warm and cold sounds right which to me like i associate with with those with those respective seasons so like it's it's really like this album first of all like like we said on the show and i still i still believe this um massive improvement massive improvement over Ye. Mm-hmm. but it shows the real flaw kind of like Daytona did in these super short albums right i mean there are more songs on here than Daytona but it's not that much longer in length, if at all.
0: Let's hold on. So, but let's, let's put some, some. let's specify that. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not the short album. It's Kanye West doing short albums. That's the problem. Uh, is that true? Ka- what's a good short Kanye album? Yeezus. Let's say people would say Yeezus, but I don't define Yeezus as short. How long is Yeezus? That's 10, is that 10 tracks? 10 tracks. It's shorter, but it's not short. It's not short compared to Nasir, Ye, Daytona. Those are five, six records. That's yeah. short. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeezus is forty minutes. That's that's ilmatic uh, length.
0: Yeah, Kanye can get it off in forty minutes. Um, Kanye cannot get a full thought off <laughs> in twenty minutes. It's just, it, he's he's Drake. Where Drake was like, look, I'm catering to two different things. I think Kanye like caters to different levels of his creativity.
1: I think part of it too is that um I think it's more like the problem of a short album is that you just there's not enough room to recover from a misstep. Yes, agreed. So like if you're going to do it this short, there's just there's there's no filler. You just can't have filler. And yeah. you know, like Closed on Sunday is like half filler and half super interesting. On God, mm for me hands on, mm the intro I'm sure like there are some people who are going to love that. I'm not one of those people as a hip hop fan. So it's tough to recover when you've only got 27 minutes to work with. Mm. Okay. That being said, there is some really compelling stuff on here. Okay. I feel like Adam, like I, I've talked about it a couple of times today, but like Selah is tremendous and I never hear anybody talking about that song. Yeah. That is a, that is a ridiculous Kanye West song. Hmm. Nobody talks about it. The, I think the original version is so polarizing. Hmm.
0: It's really, really polarizing. I'll just say that it's polarizing.
1: And I also feel part of the interesting thing about this album is he didn't let it breathe mm-hmm. and, and and it shouldn't matter. Right. But like he basically he put out, you know, he's got he put out the video for follow God and he put out a video for closed on Sunday. And then it's just like it's been Sunday service all the time. To- that's it. Right. Yeah. And yeah, like, it, yeah, he's chilled a little bit. He has. I, I feel like, you know, like, I don't know, like, let this kind of work a little bit. You know, can, you know, warmer weather, kind of an interesting video. Could you do something with water? Could you do, you know what I mean? Like, could you, I don't know. I just, it felt like it was so such an intense, like arrival of music and stuff from Kanye. And then, you know, that was it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, <laughs> it might have been an accelerated version of the, uh, the Christian come down. So first give your life to God. You have all this zeal. You want to tell everybody everything. You have all these like really emotional encounters and you're just very loud and proud about the experience that you had and what God has done for you. And then things begin to like wean off and you're like, okay, like now I need to really figure this out. And there's a crash. And I'm not saying that Kanye crashed, but it does seem like the plane uh, descended a little bit. Which is good. Which is good. Which is good. Which is good. Because if you if if he's on 10 all the time. Right. You you get concerned after a while. But I think we are so used to to, for Kanye to be doing like huge stadium stadium status, stadium records like this, these over the top things. And he's kind of doing it, but like kind of not. He's doing these operas and. You know, it was such a jarring switch for a lot of people. And it was very sudden that I don't think a lot of people really had time to really ease into what it was because Kanye holds a piece of a lot of us, you know, so it it wasn't a gradual transition. It was very sharp and sudden and quick. And I think in addition to the change being quick, the presentation was, to your point, sharp and sudden and quick. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait, hold on. Wait. And people are trying to gather themselves and Kanye is like and then it just stops. I mean, that's kind of what happens when people work in extremes, right? You go from doing a lot, doing a lot to doing nothing.
1: Yeah, I think that's part of it. I mean, I think so like what you described in terms of like him sort of like coming down or crashing a bit, right? I'm sure we talked about it when we talked about uh, when we reviewed the album. Um, But just to recap, there's this thing uh, in psychology called the Dunning-Kruger effect, which is basically early on in your time like working like like when you have low like when you go from like no knowledge about something to like a little bit of knowledge about something mm-hmm. you think you know everything yes and then you crash down because you're like oh god this is harder than i thought and then you get to this valley where it's like I, I i i stink i don't know what i'm doing even though you actually know more than you think you do and then hopefully eventually we all come out of that and you and you get and you get to know more as your knowledge increases your confidence starts to come back up. Even Mm -hmm. if you never get to be as confident as you were when you actually knew nothing. Absolutely. Right. And, uh, and Kanye, you know, Jesus is King was the, the peak of that. I think I know everything, Mm. which is, that's a, that's a different play. And I think like that's him with the opera. That's him with all this stuff where he's like, I can do this. Mm -hmm. Let's see where he is next year. Do you think he, do you think we get Kanye music this year?
0: Yeah. Do we get a tour? I'm dying to see a Sunday service. tour. You know, it's weird. I think the album didn't do me any favors personally. Um, What do you mean? What I mean is, is I kind of wanted it to live the way that it was living, where it was like these visual experiences Mm. and then it's the tour. And I want to actually be in the building and, you know, experience it for myself. But now that you've got the album um, and no tour in sight, It's just like whatever the experience is, is now on the album and it kind of took away a little bit of the luster of the tour. Now if they announce it and he's anywhere near Columbus, I'm there, but (laughs) I'm not as feverish for it as I was two months ago. Mm. So I don't know. With all that said, I haven't listened to the album in a while. My girl's daughter loves the album. I've heard closed on Sunday more times than I would like to. Um, so it 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 gives that that those sort of experiences give life to the album in different ways. Um, you know, just like <laughs> as a as a Christian and going to like different churches and hearing the album, like going to a, a predominantly white upper class upper middle class church, and you're seeing guys in like. You're seeing youth pastors and teen pastors in like skinny jeans and Yeezys <laughs> and like fear God shirts and yeah. Follow God comes on and they're like, hey guys. <laughs> like What's it's up, the, kids? Yeah. Do you guys like hip hop? Do you guys like Kanye West? Like it's it's that. And you see it work in different spaces and you get it. It it can be corny, but it, it work. it's it's necessary and needed for some people. So I don't I don't really get too crazy about the method in some instances but I think it was such I said this when we reviewed the album it's such a polarizing album I thought it was his most important album it's up there with Yeezus and 808s and you know because it's those albums changed a sound whereas this album is like actually shows a change in the person mm. um and for me that's why it was so high to just watch that and watch that that transformation um was just it was a joy to see In in retrospect, it was one of my uh, my hip hop highlights of of the year. So um, it's not a perfect album by any stretch. I understand all your critiques, but um, no, I still overall, I love it. And I love the moments that it created. And so that's why it's it's three for me.
1: We've talked a bit about Igor. Is that your number two? Absolutely. Um, It was my number one. Um, I mean, we've talked a lot about Tyler this year or I should say last year. Igor is phenomenal. Yes, it's super tight from top to bottom. It is. Nah. Okay, okay. Tell me. So, what would you? What would you be? Where are you? Where are you? Uh, where are you nitpicking? Let me pull off the. It. Let me pull out the track listing. I feel yeah. like it. I feel like it ends kind of. I don't like the way it ends. You don't. Uh, what's the name of the song? You don't like? Uh, are we still friends? Um. I don't need anything after uh, Gone, Gone and Thank
0: You. I don't need oh. I don't love you anymore and I don't need Are We Still Friends. Uh, are We Still Friends is tremendous. It's, it's too like dramatic for me. Yeah. yeah. It's very dramatic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, I, that's, when we le- that's when we left the concert. Also, yeah. reiterating that concert was amazing. The concert was phenomenal and I would love to see Tyler perform again. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, I don't need the last two records. Everything else I'm cool with, but yeah, I just don't like the way the album ends.
1: Hmm. Um, this was definitely an album that rewarded repeat listens. uh uh-huh. Over and over and over again. Um, it's not a perfect album. Mm-mm. It might not even be the best Tyler album. It's not. But in a week year overall for albums, it th- this was the album for me. Yes. Yep. 100%. Um is there anybody who we haven't talked about that you think we should talk about because we've talked about igor a lot we could we could go in depth but we've talked about igor at length on this on this on this podcast we have yeah go to clock and
0: <laughs> listen to those previous episodes uh i mean are we just talking about like albums
1: or are we just talking about like i people... think at this point let, let's just open the room like what do you want to talk what else do we need to talk about if we're talking about 2019 um we need to talk about lizzo we didn't talk about Lizzo, we didn't
0: talk about Lil Nas X, we didn't talk about Nipsey. Um yeah, we can start there. Uh Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, again, Megan Thee Stallion had like one or two records.
1: She did, but she she killed this year. I, kind of? Nah, I mean killed, like she, she had killed. a sure she, she like yes, she had a good year, but like I don't know. I she just didn't have enough songs for me. I agree with you. Okay. I agree with you.
0: She did, she, she was, did
1: the most with the least.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And it kind of feels like whenever I hear people play a Megan The Stallion song, I'm like, which one is this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Big Old Freak was so, to me, it was such a, um, it was different. That it beat was is really re- good. Yeah. That beat is really, really dope. And it was like, and also she was, the beat forced her to slow down. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she can get really it's it was like this perfect balance of like cool aggression. She's very aggressive, but she's not like a like a Mia X aggressive. (laughs) She's like she's aggressive, but she has this really like laid back voice. So big old freak kind of lends it to slow down what she's saying. And then also because of the sample being what it was, it makes her say it in a different way and it just works. Um, versus a lot of these other records, they're just very much like, okay, let's make music for my fans to twerk to, and that's cool. But then, like, I need more like pronounced records in 2020. I need pronounced records from Megan
1: because
0: mm. you're right. She did the most with the least. You can only do that for so long. Now yeah. we need some music. You gotta doja cat it. We didn't
1: really well. We reviewed the we reviewed the album. Um, we talked about Lizzo on this on this podcast throughout the year in various ways, her album is so tightly and Mm well-produced. It is is really in stark contrast to a lot of what I have talked about on this show, right? Where like you got people throwing like loose ideas out and this is kind of a vibe and like Lizzo has a whole vibe, but it is also just like really well done pop R&B music with hip hop influence. Mm -hmm. And I don't listen to it all the time. I'm not Lizzo's core audience, but like, her album was really, really well done this year. Mm-hmm. If it's really just like, it's solid, it's listenable. There's like singles and hits all over the place. Not, not the, not the, uh, not the target demographic. This, uh, you know, this podcast is not her target target dem- demographic at all. But you know, aside from the hits, like the album itself is like, there's a lot to go back to for her there. You know what I mean? It's not like, yeah, she had the couple hits, but then, you know, people bought the album and they were disappointed. You know, like you can imagine like somebody who had the year that Lizzo had like 20 years ago would have could have been the kind of artist where it's like people heard the hits, got really excited, then bought the album and realized it was a bunch of filler that nobody liked. This was like not Shaggy. That- <laughs> nobody actually bought a Shaggy album.
0: That's a lie. You know it. You know, people bought that Boom album Boom-bastic only to is- hear...
1: Boombastic right. would be a great karaoke song I'm kidding it's a
0: terrible karaoke it's song it's a terrible karaoke song yeah cause um, then that would force everybody to to sound like uh, Tom Hanks son oh man what was he thinking go viral
1: <laughs> and he succeeded he's thinking I'm I'm a I'm a rich white man I can do this yeah um, Sean Paul did it <laughs> Sean DePaul yeah <laughs> Sean um, De- All right, Lizzo, Lizzo. Lizzo, Lizzo. no, like, so, but this is not a case where it's like, yeah, the singles are popular, but the album's kind of empty. Not the case at all, right? Mm. Um, And so I am super interested. Like, I think she obviously should take the year off. And I don't mean off from, like, nothing. Like, if she isn't already doing it, go do that overseas tour right now. Go get the biggest of big paychecks. But, like, her next move will be, like, highly watched,
0: yeah, I also think she needs to go away because I think the growing uh, resistance, the resistance to her is growing. I think some of the the other stuff, the the Laker games, the Instagram rants, stuff like that. I feel like all of that needs to settle because those are things that have to do with larger conversations. I'm not seeing anybody give pushback on any of that stuff. Shh, bro. I'm seeing all the pushback. Yeah yeah man that's very interesting that's 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 very indicative of 2019 you can essentially see what you want to see speaking of that did you see uh, the changes that are coming to Twitter
1: I saw some I saw some rumors I don't know if I've seen definitive
0: uh, yeah so you're going to be able to to tweet something and when you tweet you can pretty much determine who can respond to you Let me- yeah I think that's a I don't know <sighs> Oh, let me pull it I, I know what Twitter's trying to do. Oh, I, I mean, I'll say it. I think it's a killer. I think it's a killer. I understand. OK, so there's global where anybody can reply. A group where only people you follow and mention can reply. A panel where only people you mention in the tweet can reply. And then there's a statement where no one can reply. A statement.
1: There's going to be mad statements. I guess. What, statements. Like, what problem is this trying to solve? Because Twitter has problems. But like, they also just have rules that they don't enforce. So like, they could start by doing that. I just, I just don't, but I don't
0: expect them to like,
1: enforce
0: some of those rules.
1: I I feel like in general, we should all be very wary when people, companies or whatever, when they try to solve problems that are people problems, but they solve, but they try to solve them by using technology. Facts. 100%. First of all, as someone who worked in IT for a while, like IT, like companies try to do this with IT all the time, right? They'll be like, oh, we need this thing. And it's like, you just want this thing so that this person doesn't have to talk to this person. Yep. And it's like, this is the case where it's like Twitter has rules and they could try to do something about the fact that some people are bullied and some people have problems on Twitter. And instead their answer is let's write code to fix our problems because we don't have the the courage to, to do something about it because we're afraid that if we kick off the wrong person, then politicians might get mad at us or advertisers might get mad at us. Yep. Yep. Statement. <laughs> I feel like if you select that option, you should be forced to not write anything, but instead attach a photo of your notes document.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Twitter's done. It's not done but it's It's gonna take a hit
1: well i mean they could always just i mean we'll see how this goes but see it seems like uh it seems like the sort of thing where they're like oh this is gonna solve this problem it's
0: like no no it's not no it's not yeah no when people when companies try to solve people problems with technology like that's it that's it that's the rule okay yeah lizzo i think lizzo should go overseas i think lizzo should get those those european bags those african bags those (laughs) middle eastern bags she should get all the bags um yeah come back maybe around like end of the summer. Oh she can she could go even longer. She could. She I guess I'm worried about like what is what is a what is going away for a long time in this era? Like okay, so we got Bruno Mars who had like the biggest year of his life and he's been gone for outside of a Cardi outside of a Cardi hook. He's been gone for at least a year when he do the Super Bowl. Oh, it's that, been a couple years. It's been a couple years. Now, the year he had you, you put out two records that basically will feed your children's children, right? Um, you can go away for for a little bit. Lizzo, I think, is still on the ascent. Yeah. So I don't know how long
1: she could leave before people would say, yo, we need something new. That's fair. I mean, the thing is, she's getting so much commercial money right now. Yeah. How many true. like there's gotta be a there, I mean I've heard multiple like commercials. I'm like, wait, is that another Lizzo song? Um Yes, yeah, not just Apple. No, no. Uh was is it Grubhub uses as Good As Hell, I think. Um everybody uses good as hell. I know. I know. Um so good for her. Like, get that money. Yeah, yeah. um I think for her, her sound is not trendy, right? Like she's not riding the latest wave of the moment. Like her so- her stuff sounds up to date. But it's not like if she goes away and comes back, we have to worry about like, oh, well, is it still going to sound okay? Right? Because ultimately, she's she's making pop music. Like pop, she's making pop R&B music. Mm-hmm. And it's as long as she continues to have it still be as well produced, which is a huge question mark because, you know, when w- there's always the disease of more right? Pat Riley coined this term, disease of more when you have something, a lot of success, right? That first, when when that basketball team gets that first NBA championship, people want more minutes, more money, more fame, right? You're not the same once you get that first big break. And so can Lizzo keep her team around, right? Right? Can she keep those producers? Can she have the co-writers? Like, can they still be in there with her to do the same thing again in 12 months? That's the question because all their prices went up. If you produced good as hell, go ahead. How many zeros you want to put on the end of that? Yeah. She so, could be, she could essentially become a Rihanna.
0: And what I mean by that is, uh, a brand. Now you, yes. And so, now you, you're, you're, um, cause I'm thinking of how Rihanna creates music. Like she creates those camps, those songwriting camps. Like she could get a bunch of people in a room and yeah,
1: they just pick the best 10 to 12 songs Well, and they go I, with it. I think that works for Rihanna because she is always of the moment right? But I think Lizzo kind of has a bit of a sound, Mm. right? It's, it's like, you know, it's brassy. It's, but it's positive. It's a beat. Like she, to me, she has like a, she at least has a vibe as the, as the kid, as the youth say, Mm -hmm. right? Like she has a consistency. It's, I don't see her as doing the Rihanna like producer camp thing. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but that doesn't seem like her. You know what I mean? Okay. But it doesn't mean that, you know so sometimes you bring that group back around that they, they that had that sound that propelled you and they don't quite do the same thing i mean ask chance about that right he had the sound he had the group and you know this year they were okay <laughs> oh man uh what else do we need to talk about uh what did i say we said we said
0: lizzo megan i said nipsey and lil, and lil nas x yeah lil nas x let's end <laughs> let's end with nipsey Oh, you want to end on a solemn note? Okay, so let's go Nipsey right now then. I mean, I don't want to say, I I don't want to say much other than like his, I I think I said this on the, on the pre-show, his death is clearly still lingering. Like there, there is, there has been no resolve. Um, And I don't know what's, what, what it will take for there to be a resolve. I really do think that this year anniversary is going to stir a lot of stuff up and people are going to be overwhelmed and sad and, and angry and all those, all those initial emotions are going to come right back. And for some people, they're going to be stronger. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes I just, I'm, I'll be doing something around like, yo, like, like Nipsey really got killed. Like, that's crazy. And I watched it. It's crazy.
1: Is that's, there, uh, is there, is there like music in the stash for him that's coming out at some point? <clears throat> I'm sure I'm sure um, they are doing
0: a really good job of, you know, letting people who he already had music with put stuff out, everybody from Game to Ross and, you know, even I've seen some indie rappers that he did some stuff with, put out some stuff with him. So, you know, I don't think they're, I don't think they're whoring it out. It's not, you know, (laughs) we're not going to see a a Nipsey Hussle album produced by Eminem. (laughs) (laughs) but i'm sure there will be an album of stuff um cuz he has a lot of music yeah and i'm sure i'm sure they can piece together some stuff i'm sure they i'm sure they could i don't know when they do that though that's the question not sure but yeah just sucks he died and that sucks still sucks
1: i could see a uh i could see a, a you know a, an album in the future if they wanted to put that together i could see like I feel like they'd be able to get whatever guest appearances they wanted, whatever producers they wanted. Like he, he clearly has that resonance. Yep. 100%. Yep. Um, Lil Nas X, who yes. had the biggest hit all year and we have barely talked about him. Yeah. The EP wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It, it's got some potential. He's got potential. Clearly. He's more than just a one hit wonder. We'll say that much. I think yeah. so. I think so. Anyway, I think it's just um, like I, he really like i could see his career going in so many ways yeah he like he could be he could really just be like all right i'm good he could be like a reality tv star but he could also just be like he could actually like no okay i've i'm learning this is what i did with this cuz what i mean you know a lot of the stuff he did with pretty minimal resources you know <laughs> hey, youtube in a in a in a home studio yeah so like columbia did a little little bit of a rev up for his ep but like what if they like get him in you know what what if they really put the machine by him like would that would he still be kind of like the lovable underdog you know yeah i mean the- it was even
0: it was even weird like the panini video had like choreography <laughs> yeah it was it was other stuff that was like eh. and from what i hear when i hear the youths talk about him it's not in a
1: very uh positive like yeah 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 he's <laughs> He is definitely somebody who, who 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 should go away for a bit for mm. sure.
0: Yeah, but it's almost like who do you I think he I think he could get kitty money for a while. Like like baby shark money. <laughs> 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 like like don't even cater to us, don't cater to teenagers. Like there's that video of him at the elementary school. Oh man, that is the best. It's the best video. And the kids lose their mind yeah. when it comes on. Yeah. Keep yeah, 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 yeah. making music for them. Don't worry about us. You want to troll on the internet and maybe something that you make ends up popping or transitioning. Like, sure. He does the internet so well. Like he's always going to have a presence there. Um, But now, nah, man, like if you, you stick to them baby shark bags, I mean, don't be worried about us. Like, like kids bop. Yeah. But like actually good, like, trap like not cringy. <laughs> Yeah. Trap Bob. <laughs> yes. Like Trap Bob. Okay. <laughs> trap Bob. Yes. Interesting. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. Um that's it.
1: I think one thing. That, so we've had this really interesting time in, in music where due to the way that Billboard has their rules, you, you know, you sort of really like culminated this year with... On the single side, Lil Nas X being number one for so long, right? Exploiting first the virality, but then the uh, the concept that they allow like remixes to count towards the original. Like they all knew exactly what they were doing, and he was like manipulating that. And then you know on the album side, whether it's Travis Scott or whoever, people really like pushing bundles and things to like get that get those first week sales. Like they've really kind of mastered that, right? And Mm -hmm. it's not always about the business, but but oftentimes you know the decision that artists make about how to release their music is affected by these sorts of rules and so billboard's about to tweak this again right to de-emphasize bundling to 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 um and i think is going to incorporate even more youtube data perhaps so like uh if if this is kind of where the last five years of streaming rules in billboard got us to anytime a change is made it might seem like it's just oh who cares it just affects the charts but like it definitely will affect how artists release their music, how they package nice. it. Nice. Um, so like there's a, there's a change that's about to happen. We might not see 100% of it this year, but like I'll be very interested to look back and be like, what, you know, is the future of hits more stuff like O-Town Road or was this simply in this era, this is kind of what it made it work. Like it's not that dissimilar, although who knows what the outcome will be. But like in 2008, we were all looking like, wow, you know are these ringtones? Is this like the future of music distribution? Is this like is this a major right. thing? And it's like, right. no, it was like a, a way station, a flash in the pan, you know people yeah. made some money and it was a thing and it but but ringtones affected what kinds of beats people put out as singles because like yeah. did it sound good and it, like it it launched certain people's careers like it 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 had an impact, you know what I mean um and technology changed and in this case, it's not so much technology changing as it is like the rules changing yeah. you know, they're tweaking. so like I guess I'll just be interested to see how that goes, right? If if nothing else, like, I worry that, like, I don't know, like, does the album continue to get even more devalued? Mm. Mm-hmm. Because I love, you know, I love albums, but, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's clear the kids do. I right. mean, it's amazing how much of, like, w- in terms of, like, what we get for, like, traditional albums, how much of that is really driven by the fact that there are a fair number of artists Who themselves are still a little older, or who are traditionalists in some ways, and they want the album. Yeah, right. It's when we get this next generation, who it's like that, they're like an album. Like, who cares about the album? Yep, I just want the TikTok. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I want the Triller. Yeah. How do you do you think Bun B hears Triller and just gets mad? (laughs) You think Ross hears Triller and gets mad? Ross, Bun B, I mean, a whole bunch of
0: people from the South are like, man, come on. Yeah. I just remember what... Well, the difference, because Bun, Bun was Trill. Yeah. But Ross used to say, Trilla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. They didn't lock that down. Uh, copyrights, man. It's important. So I guess is that the biggest takeaway from 2019? Is there is there one is there one song one album one theme one one artist is there one thing that you take away when you think of 2019 you think it's defined what is it defined and wrapped up in one thing i mean i don't know how you
1: could not point to old town road and not say that's 2019 Mm. right like whether it's the sort of goofy like meme origins to the controversy with, with how billboard classified it as country versus not country. Then Billy Ray jumps on the remix and that blows up. And then you get like the exploitation of all these other remixes and his personality online. Like it is such a personification of 2019. And, but here's the thing on top of all that it's catchy, right? It it's catchy, but it is so postmodern in it's construction, right? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, trap drums it's a a nine inch nail sample it's um you know it's it's a rapper singing even though he's like not exactly the most experienced at either of those two things and you know the the first video was like using footage from red dead red dead redemption i think like it was it was so like weirdly 2019 Mm mm-hmm to me, that's the song I will, I will remember. It is weird, so I'm curious
0: to know how that's gonna age. Is that gonna age like Macarena? Mm. How Macarena is just so '95, '96. Is it gonna? Is it gonna age like? Is it gonna be like a Jack Jam, <laughs> where it's always gonna work for the kids, or it's always gonna work in a during a timeout? You know, I I think about that like yo. NBA games, I think I said this on the show, like, yo, NBA games play the same 10 songs. Like, tag team is still making money off of whoop. There it is. Van Halen is still making money off of jump when they, for jump balls. Right. You know, it's like there's no, unless you're in Atlanta, like, there's not really an upgrade as far as, like, the DJs and the music that that they play. Like, if 2019 is defined by Old Town Road then like, what does that look like in 2025? Are we going to look back on that and be like, Whoa, oh my God. Or are we going to look on it finally and be like, man, that was a good time. I
1: wish things were were more simpler. I mean, like what song would you pick to define 2006? And I pick that because Jesus. not the strongest year, right? Like Hell Hath No Fury is that year. It's my album of that year for sure. But like 2005, 2006, we are in the snap era we are in the we are we are in the ringtone era the the yep. the, the next generation of new york artists largely fizzling um you yep. know it was it was rough
0: that's my worst year of hip hop that's uh when i think of 2006 my mind immediately goes to laffy taffy mm, so yeah right. so i'm looking at hip hop songs from 2006 lean with it rock with it uh young jack is going down shoulder lane uh uh, Snap Your Fingers, Me and You, Cassie, Khalees Bossy, <laughs> Sexy Back, Crazy, Nars, Barkley, Deja Vu, Beyoncé, Promiscuous, <laughs> Nelly Furtado, Hustlin', Rick Ross, Smack That, Akon.
1: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Throw some Ds, rich boy. So I feel but I, part of that is that was a transition time. Absolutely. And I feel that's the story of 2019. Mm. We're transitioning right now. Mm-hmm. I know, I know Drake said, said some big, big words, big things in that rap radar podcast about big things about, you know, he's talking about the next decade. I mean, the odds are against him for sure. Does does he make it to 2029 as like a top tier upper echelon? Correct. If he is, he might be more in the J elder statesman by that point. Yeah. 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 Okay. What are you going to think of when you think of 2019?
0: Uh, I think I agree with you. I, I, when I think of 2019, when I think of this year, I really do think of Old Town Road, and I think of, uh, you know, we've talked about this at length, and my mind immediately goes to cancel culture. Mm. You rather cancel culture? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. I pay attention. <laughs> uh, of course you do. Of course you do. You're a good friend. Yeah. It, my mind goes to those two places as well. I, I, I would agree with you. Algorithms. Like, I just think of other just... Things, Tings. (laughs) but it's you're right though, because we're still when you think of algorithms, it's like these are things we're trying to figure out. When you think of cancel culture, like at its root, it's really us trying to figure stuff out what what's okay, what's not okay. It's it's learning, it's learning different cultures and ideologies, and at its root, it's 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 all those things. So I think you're right. It's it's a transitional period, and I would like to know how I look on 2019 in. five years three years yeah I agree
1: agree. all right anything else you want to talk about this week
0: god no I'm done
1: I love how I was like yeah this will be like 45 minutes I told you (laughs) thank you everybody for listening this week clock radio speakers we really appreciate it Um, if you've made it this far in the show and you are not a patreon subscriber you should at the very least go check it out Um, five bucks a month is the lowest entry. 10 bucks a month gets you everything that five bucks a month gets. Plus we're doing extra little bonuses from time to time whenever we can. Either way, we appreciate those who show their support. We really do. Um, Armand, you got anything you want to plug? I got a lot of stuff going on, but I just got a text message saying that I can't talk about it. Look at that. And with that, we are out of here. Thank you everybody. We are definitely back next week.